You're listening to the Emerald Podcast Network. Okay, welcome to the Emerald Podcast Network. I'm Emerson Malone. I'm a writer for DailyEmerald.com. And today my guest is Charles Wilson. Charles, thanks for speaking with me today. (laughs) Thanks for having me on. So uh, tell me about what was going on in your life when the idea behind Cricket Flowers came along. Yeah, so um, my family has been gluten-free for about 15 years since my mom got diagnosed with some allergies. And so we've always used alternative flowers and things in our own household. But outside of it, you know, I'd use other protein powders or other, you know, ingredients in my own cooking. But basically about three years ago, before I went to grad school, I had some testing done and found I had to remove about 60 some ingredients from my own diet. And so some of them were the ones for milk proteins that, you know, I'd had in protein powders when I used to perform and work out and stuff. So I had to find alternative based proteins and Throughout that, ended up finding and coming across uh, cricket flour as a protein source. Ended up finding like a UN report saying that it was a new future food to feed the world by 2050. And just started doing some more research and then started seeing it as a market opportunity to not only provide myself with another protein source, but you know other people who either had dietary restrictions, allergy restrictions, or were just looking for a more sustainable source of protein. And so you use cricket powder, right? Is that just like pulverized crickets? Yeah, so basically the crickets are, they raise in about six weeks. And then from there, they're either baked or they're dehydrated or they're freeze dried. So basically the moisture is removed from them. And then they're milled just like you use for a a normal like milling machine. So either in a steel mill or they can be ground or they can be a food processor could if you wanted to do it on your own. But basically those dried uh, crickets with the moisture removed are then milled into a powder, which is used in our 100% pure powder or then also in our other products. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. And um, so you, you mill it as you would like wheat for flour. Uh, very similar. And I mean, there are a couple different processes that different suppliers and processes use. But most of the time for those normal flours you'll see on the store shelf, the same processes could be used for crickets. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. So eventually uh, you were experimenting with cricket flour and then this brought you to writing the world's first cricket cookbook. So, I mean, basically when we first started, we started with a protein supplement drink. So it was our sinfully chocolate delicious, you know, cricket protein drink that you could just add a little bit of milk or water, put in a blender bottle and you're good to go. So that's where it first started. But then when we started selling some of our other products, you know, we started realizing that some people might not know how to use cricket powder or cricket flowers or our type of products in their own, you know, meals that they make at home. So some of the different recipes we'd been experimenting with on our own or that I grew up with my mom already making, we started actually putting the cricket flour into those and started actually showing people just that you don't have to throw out all the ingredients in your fridge. You actually use it as another ingredient to get the added protein, to get the added B12 or iron or magnesium. Okay. So what sort of recipes were you messing around with? Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, some of our favorite ones have been the most surprising was we actually did some balsamic vinaigrettes, so salad dressings. I had never made any of those before. And once we started using some of our family recipes and mixing those with the cricket protein, we got one added protein, but then two is just so simple. It was like seven ingredients, whisk it together and you're good to go. So we had like a lemon balsamic vinaigrette that's in the cookbook that's delicious. We have a hazelnut liqueur cake that's in there. Very good. We have a, uh, I think it was a bacon infused cheese muffin. Wow. Yeah, so it's like, very delicious. We have a couple other ones that are coming out in our next installment for the second edition of the book. But there's about 25, 30 recipes that are in the book. And we even came out with a couple more that are on the website as well. So you're coming out with a second cookbook? 
Yeah, so sort of sort of version 2.0. So the first one is about 25, 30 recipes. This other one's going to be about 75 plus recipes. Okay, wow. So you've definitely had time to mess around in the <laughs> kitchen a lot more since. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so when you were first doing these recipes, where did you get your crickets from? Yeah, so you can, if you're looking for crickets, one, you could go to our website right now at cricketflowers.com to purchase it. But I mean, if you're looking for different suppliers, you're really going to find suppliers that are either based here in North America or based overseas. So starting out, you know, we tried all the different suppliers and it's sort of personal preference of, you know, the type of grind or the mill or the procedures that they use for their flour. We decided not to go with an overseas supplier that's raising the crickets for our products just so we could keep down our own carbon footprint and then also just source as local as we can. So Right now, we source from North America from a few different farmers and suppliers. Right. And then eventually, you know, we'll try to actually bring that closer and closer as we take on different parts of the supply chain. But they're actually raised here in North America for human consumption. So they're raised for people to eat. So typically, crickets and bugs are when they're in food products, it's in candy for like a novelty value. Like it's when scorpions are preserved in lollipops or whatever. Mm -hmm. So do you see crickets as a practical and sustainable form of protein that can be used outside of a novelty? Yeah. I mean, you still might see a cricket inside one of those lollipops next to the scorpion. And like, you know, that's, it might be the gateway bug to let people try it, but at least for how we're delivering our products, we're trying to deliver it in a way that makes it so it gets away from oh, it's an insect and said, oh, it's added protein in an ingredient. So with the recipe book, it sort of does it so, you know, you can add it into your family's favorite recipe to get the added protein and you won't taste a really a difference. It'll be maybe more nutty or something that way from the taste of the cricket, but it really just adds or enhances a flavor. So that's a nice part of using crickets in the form factor that we do in our powders or, you know, in our instant granola mix or in our fudge sauce or some of those different products we have out. Right. So also in the Oregon Quarterly piece, it says 80% of the world's people intentionally eat insects in their diet. Mm -hmm. So it's it's sounds like it's most humans are eating insects deliberately. Yeah, it's it's kind of an interesting thing because ancestrally, a lot of people used to eat insects because it was an available food source. You know, Native Americans out here in Oregon used to actually grind up and eat insects. But culturally, it's very new for Western culture. Overseas, the 80% of the world that's eating insects, you know, they've been doing that in their culture and that's more of a norm. But what you're seeing is some of those cultures are actually moving away from it because they want to have more of a Western diet where crickets aren't normal. But now you're seeing the Western culture actually starting to adopt it. So it's very interesting to see where the market is playing because it's just right now 80% of the world eats insects intentionally, as you mentioned. But we're starting to see more of the Western culture, which isn't included in that number yet. So do you think it's gradually going to take off in America or Western cultures? Yeah, we're seeing a lot of uptake, one from individual consumers and then also from industry players. So one right now, you're seeing a lot of these smaller companies, you know, just like ours who, you know, we have different products out of how you can buy and we sell to consumers. We sell to uh, Wayback Burgers where they have our cricket milkshake available. So we're selling into some of those other companies. But once you start seeing some of those larger companies that let's say, a Nutrigain bar or something where you'd normally get like a Quaker oatmeal or something like that, where you're seeing those larger players, we're seeing them start to express interest in these types of products and trying to get on board with sort of a greener, more sustainable source of protein. So it's probably still a little early for them to take a risk, 
but it's something that they've definitely have reached out and something they're definitely, you know, they have an interest in and at least keeping a pulse on it to see where it goes to see when they can actually uh, participate. So, right. Um, you mentioned Wayback Burgers. Uh, mm-hmm. What what can you tell me about the partnership you have with them? Yeah. So we launched a milkshake with them and it first started as an April Fool's joke that they released a press release. I think it was like five days before April Fool's Day, but they dated it for the first and they said they're coming out with this cricket milkshake, you know, come and try it. And all of a sudden they had customers and also news people who started asking when they would actually have it available at stores. So just, you know, just a random email one night, we got an email from uh, one of their buyers at the company asking if we could source our product. You know, we said yes. And pretty much within two days, we'd shipped them out of, you know, 10, 20 pounds of our product. And we did an initial store launch with their New York location. And so basically in a two hour window, they ended up getting 37.4 million media impressions for launching this new cricket milkshake just for, you know, just to try it just because there was interest in it. And that was back on April 1st, just one day. And then a few months later, they decided to roll it out with an amp up the protein promotion. So for three months from July until the end of September, you can now get the Oreo mud pie cricket milkshake or add our Peruvian chocolate uh, cricket powder to any other milkshakes. Uh, and you can get that in any other 90 plus locations. So on the online store for cricket flowers, looks like you sell cricket powder, uh, instant oatmeal. Could you explain how crickets uh, end up in instant oatmeal? <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. So a lot of our products when we first launched was more of our version 1.0 product. So it was very simple of just uh, we sold 100% pure cricket powder. And that was just, you could do anything you want with it. You know, it was limitless of how you can actually use it in products. But what we started doing is doing um, more advanced flavoring options. So we came out with the Peruvian chocolate mix, came out with the chocolate peanut butter mix. We then later came out with our actual cricket fuel individual protein mixes that you could take with you on the go. And that's what the actual cricket instant oatmeal sort of was the next iteration of our 2.0 product. So we took sort of the thinking and guesswork out of how do I use this ingredient in your own recipes. And this way, you can actually get delicious cinnamon raspberry instant oatmeal, and you just have to add a cup of water to it or some hot milk. So you're able to get like fresh cinnamon, freeze-dried raspberries, honey, so there's no granulated sugar. There's eight grams of protein, so about double the protein from your normal oatmeal. And that's just coming from our cricket protein and from our, the ingredients. Okay. Mm-hmm. So uh, you just graduated from the U of O Law School? I did. Okay. And how did you meet Sean Ellis, your co-founder at uh, Cricket Flowers? Yeah. So um, at the University of Oregon, I transferred into that law school because they had a great sort of joint degree program and partnership with the business school. So I came out, I did my first term with the law school. And after I did that, I was able to start taking some courses from the business school to sort of supplement some of my law courses. So one of the classes that I first met Sean in was a recognizing business opportunities class. So we had taken that. We'd worked on a side project together. Over the summer, we were both hired to do some research and some patent work for a company over the summer. And we're working on that together. And then basically towards the end of the summer, I came up to him and I was, you know, I was like, hey, can you help me out with a logo? I'm working on this new company and this new product. Is this something you might be interested with? And he was he got on board, got excited, and basically ended up taking it through the venture launch uh, pathway that's available through the University of Oregon. So they have some competition, some business plan, and some business development, sort of um, almost like a think tank for your business that you can take it through. And it really, really was great to get you know our legs out, our legs under us, just so we can take this company and 
not just from an idea and a website and where it first started, but actually an actual business selling to customers across the United States and across the world. Like, do you know what the class reaction was through the venture program? Uh, what do you mean by the class reaction? Like, I, I, I imagine for anyone you explain this business to, there's some hesitation initially, but you got to like overcome that. So do you know, what was the pitch like? Yeah. So from the beginning, when we first launched it was a lot of time when people have like a great idea, sometimes it never gets out of the basement is, you know, when I keep saying like they might be at home, they're tinkering, they're coming up with this great idea, but sometimes it just never gets farther than that either because they're trying to perfect it or they don't know where to go. But when we first launched it, we did have a lot of people that like, ah, I don't know. That's so crazy, you know? But on the flip side, we also launched it online and globally as well. So instead of just going to, you know, a small community of friends or family and pitching this kind of crazy idea, we one pitched it to the world as showing this as an actual protein source. And we got a lot of validation that way from customers, from news media outlets, just from people who are looking for the alternative source of protein. And that was some great validation, not only for some of our advisors that just were, you know, they're like, make sure is this what you want to do? Or how are you thinking about this? How are you going to go about it? And, you know, we rapidly iterated as we started bringing through these different ideas and different product ideas and what our business model would be. And is your newest product the fudge sauce? Uh, yeah, so it's kind of a, a hard question. We actually just how it worked out timing and with store openings, we kind of launched three products all within the space of about three weeks. Oh, okay. So uh, we came out with a new cricket fudge sauce, um, you know, lots of protein, delicious, uh, you know, family recipe that we use from my great aunt Myrtle, actually. And then we also came out with that cricket instant oatmeal mix that came out right at the same time as that cricket fudge sauce. And then we're also just releasing this Saturday, a new uh, product called a cricket bite. And basically this is one that's, pretty much made perfectly for the segment of my mom's dietary restrictions where she can't have normal sugar. She can't have any of those normal uh, gluten-based flours. So this one actually uses ghee. So it has less dairy proteins. It has coconut flour, maple sugar, and it's actually a gluten-free, soy-free um, cricket bite where it's almost like a cake pot, but made healthy. So there's no actual stick to it, but it's about 3.8 grams of protein per bite. How often do you personally eat crickets every day? Uh, I'd say every day just cause you know, I'm always experimenting in the kitchen for either new recipes for the cookbook or new products or things that way. We're, you know, we're always reiterating and sort of putting together new things for either our website or our Instagram account or, you know, for a client. So we're always working on different things and we're always using crickets and always tasting different creations. So what's like a recent experiment that you've tried out? Well, I mean, that'd be sort of what we just launched, which was, you know, we're looking for, I knew I wanted to do an instant oatmeal mix. And so, you know, I'd always made it growing up as just like, oh, I'll make oatmeal, I'll do things that way. And I knew from some of the ones you find on store shelves, they'll flavor apples like peaches or things that way. And I was, I wanted to sort of bring it back to the basics and build it from the ground up to have the protein and then have the flavor that we wanted. And so that's where, you know, just started each day going through five, six, 10 different recipe iterations of building out these new recipes. So for the first one, that we launched with like, you know, one of my favorites that we did was with that actual cinnamon raspberry flavor. So that's for the cricket instant oatmeal. Nice. Okay. So where can people find cricket flowers products today? Like you, we mentioned way back 
burgers mm-hmm. chain where else yeah so you can always go to our website uh, cricketflowers.com f-l-o-u-r-s uh we're also on amazon ebay etsy uh we're also in some nat- uh, natural health food stores cornucopia foods out in massachusetts just came on board and we're shipping out some product to them soon also some ones out on the east coast and the duck store is actually going to be carrying a new uh cricket fuel smoothie that they're going to be having in their store and smoothie shops wow really yeah oh okay awesome um (laughs) what what kind of smoothie is it yeah so they're coming up with a couple different ones but they're actually thinking of going with a pumpkin spice cricket protein smoothie so they're going for definitely this like uh, fall weather and fall flavoring option. So when is that going to happen? Uh, I believe they're still deciding on the final recipe and the final tweaks and stuff. You can go there and purchase the actual Cricket Fuel packs if you go in there and talk with them. But for the actual smoothie flavor, that's going to decide here in the next few weeks and so. Awesome. Um, so looking ahead, what do you see? The how do you see the potential of the business? Because it sounds like it's on, it's just growing rapidly right now. But where do you see it going? Yeah, I mean, a lot of it is just getting it into the hands of people to try. And a lot of that is just getting it into places where they normally buy, you know, their food. So if you're going to the store, you know, you'll only see, you know, maybe that oatmeal that we all grew up, you know, that instant oatmeal when you grew up, but that might be the only option you think is available. So getting this next to those other option choices, that will really be huge. But in the future, we really want to do a lot more partnerships as well, because, you know, we can do a lot on our own, but we can we're also great at doing those partnerships of working with the Wayback Burgers to create a cricket milkshake. Or we ended up doing a new type of pretzel that went out to the Sci-Fi Channel and their executive uh, uh, programmers and executive producers out there. So we like doing these different partnerships. For one, we get to be creative and then use our cricket protein in these different ways. So whether it's creating a new fudge that people can have in like a fudge shop or a new type of chocolate or a new type of hamburger bun or you know sort of those different uh, mashups are really going to be huge because it lets us get our product we love into like these customer segments that they already love those companies they go to, but now they have another choice. Right. Say that again about the sci-fi channel. Yeah, we ended up uh, getting our product uh, partnering with this other pretzel company. So basically in this gift back basket that went out to the executive producers and the associate producers at the sci-fi channel, we ended up making uh, this new type of pretzel that basically has added protein from our cricket protein. Nice. Okay, cool. Yeah. And did you say that you can find the fudge sauce um, in Clackamas and Beaverton? Yeah, so that's actually rolling out in two different ice cream shops that are based there in Clackamas and there in Beaverton. And then we'll also have it up on our website here by the end of the week as well. I hope to. I hope that I'll find cricket fudge sauce at, you know, several ice cream places around Eugene in the future. But Yeah, um, for sure. That's all the questions I have, but... Um, Charles, thanks for talking to me today. Uh, I really appreciate you taking 20 minutes or however long this has been. Um, Again, the man is Charles Wilson. The business is Cricket Flowers. Thanks so much, Charles. Thank you for having me. Perfect. Thanks. Thanks.